You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And every Tuesday, Andrew Dembina, I should mention, the one and the only Andrew Dembina, <laughs> joins us for a bit of Tuesday chat. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good to speak to you. Hi, Noreen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm answering you through a, a chuckle there. The, the, the one and only um, introduction always makes me smile. Yes, um, that's right. You are the You are the... Anyway, um, what have you got for our listeners this morning? Well, okay, Noreen. Uh, we're we're talking of uh, some food and drinks related stories. Three of them today, and uh, some are overseas. In fact, uh, and uh, yeah, two of them are overseas. One relates to uh, something that's going on in Hong Kong a bit later. So we're straight in though with a little quiz game, Noreen. If that's okay with you, I do. I, only oh, because I know yeah. you love. I love. Yeah, yeah I do yeah. love a bit of quiz. <laughs> a quiz game. Right. Okay, here we go. So. Um, I read uh, an interview with a top UK female pop singer recently who released a new album not long ago, and she talked about what things she... It wasn't only about this, but within the interview, she talked about what she likes in the food, mostly food, not drinks. Um, Actually, although, um, when she's on tour, she says that her rider includes a kettle, water, and tea bags. She does not touch alcohol. Okay? You know what's happening here, Noreen and listeners. I'm giving Noreen clues, and she has to guess who Which this person is based on her. Yep, celebrity singer who released an album not too long ago from the UK. That's a clue. Female. Um, R&B. And um, the interview, um, it was was quite recently. not going to tell you exactly when, in case you Google it quietly. Um, But um, I'll I'll just give you a bit more about her drink and food preferences. I said there's not much on drink, but actually tea is massive in her life. She's teetotal, meaning non-alcohol drinker, but she loves all sorts of different teas, whether they're herbal, black tea, green, ginger and chamomile, by the way, are two of her faves because she's got to uh, keep that her voice in the best. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Dua Lipa came to my mind and she's British. Very good guess. And she released an album very recently, but no. No. Um, uh, uh, Here's another clue. Oh, but you said R&B. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Another clue, Noreen, and listeners, listeners, really sends Noreen a quick Facebook message if you think you know the answer. She's of Jamaican heritage. Um, that's a massive clue. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not a total giveaway, but it's a good clue. Um, and she's a big fan of her mum's cooking. Um, and her mum does some takes on... on um, UK dishes with a Jamaican twist. Now, you're not going to guess it from that because this is just something that she uh, spoke about in her um, in her um, interview. So, um, Oh, I don't know. Right, OK, I'll give you more, more clues. Now, I've sent you a picture, Noreen. One of the pictures that I sent is of um, a, uh, a, a typical British dish can you see, can you can see, see what it is? It, it's cottage pie if it's made with beef mince and it's shepherd's pie if it's made with lamb mince. By the way, beautifully covered there, quite correct. Um, it, it, you know, depending on the mince meat that's, that's uh, topped with baked potatoes and other chopped up veggies. Uh, in, this, in this case, it's a shepherd's pie. And her mum makes a great version of it, um, which she is addicted to, as she <laughs> says. Um, I mean, as a person who... 
um, grew up in Jamaica, her mother, that is. Um, she's also serving up Jamaican favourite classic dishes, including one that I sent you a picture of, Noreen. Uh, listeners may be able to see this. I know I sent it to you a bit late today. I'm not sure if they can yet on your Facebook. But, um, yes, yes, I she... put it up already, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, so uh, one of the signature or famous um, ingredients of Jamaica, because it's from a... Uh, a plant or a fruit that is grown there plantain. is called plantain. Well, plantain. Yeah. Okay. There's a picture of a few things here. Quite a uh, a mixture of the way they look and the textures. The plantain there is, which is like a um, a, a non-sweet banana. Yeah, related to that, uh, which is starchy and a carbohydrate, um, is deep fried. But the other fruit. Um, is a breadfruit, and this one is roasted uh, in its skin, and then there are big slices cut out of it, and it's really, uh, it's almost like a very light potato. It's almost like boiled potato. Andrew, what's a breadfruit? I've never, ever heard of that before. Breadfruit? Yeah. Well, they're about the size of um, a pomelo or a small melon they're more oval than the very round pomelo um but they are something that grows in the caribbean and i think in some other equatorial uh countries uh very tropical uh fruit but they're used as a carbohydrate okay i'm gonna google it i'm not googling the uh, the singer don't worry i've got the integrity bread Fruit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, so, oh, so, so yeah. It, 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 it's quite Ooh. large, as I was saying, like a small melon, yes, yes. Uh, oval shape. And it's uh, the, the most traditional way it's eaten in Jamaica is to, uh, is to put it in the oven, bake it. And, uh, and after about, I think, about uh, 30 minutes or so, uh, the skin is peeled off and it's cut into slices. And it's very, it's something that some, some people prefer mashed or they try and get slices out of it, but it's kind of very, very soft in texture and a carb. Um, okay, but it, but put they, me out of my misery. Please let me know who this oh, singer is. Oh, come on. Can't, can't, can't I continue <laughs> with this guest? Okay, I, yeah, I know okay, you're okay. enjoying it, Noreen. <laughs> um, so so in, in the centre, at the bottom of the dish, in this photo that we've got, folks, um, is a chopped up, it almost looks like chicken, but it's not. It's something called ackee, A-C-K-E-E. And this is a fruit. And I've sent you also a picture of the way the fruit looks when it's on a tree. That's the pink or um, sort of fuchsia-coloured skin that it has. But it's the flesh of the fruit that's inside it that comes in segments a bit like a mango steam but not no but not sweet like that but it comes out in segments that resemble something a bit like a mango steam it's chopped up it's, it's often mixed with salted fish this is a national dish aki with salted fish um, and then they throw in some onions and uh, peppers as you can see in the photo please do have a look at noreen's um, facebook page so you can see what we're talking about trying to describe it as best i can um and um so th- this is this is something that is, that, that is eaten um at, at any time but traditionally for breakfast this whole platter of that photo the plant the deep fried plantain the soft baked breadfruit and the ackee is um, something that can be eaten for breakfast, a very savoury breakfast. Um, and what else can I tell you? Eating out, she, her preferences, this won't help you, but uh, it will just, just prolong <laughs> me telling you. Um, she, her favourite dishes are, um, sorry, types of food are Italian and Spanish. Uh, her husband is a chef. Um, she's now in her 50s. She's just into her 50s. She's from Wolverhampton, which is in the Midlands in the UK. 
um, but she moved to London in, with her family in the 1990s. And the answer is Beverly. Finish it off. Night. Yeah, Beverly Knight, oh. um, who released an album recently. I wouldn't. I mean, it's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, it's guess. tough. If you didn't say Beverly, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have I mean, guessed. Ha- yeah, yeah, there, there aren't too many well-known Beverly's yeah. in the R and B pop sphere, are there? So that was. Re- it was a really interesting read. I love the way her mum has mixed really trad UK dishes. What she did basically is spice up. She's put spices. Um, that, that would come from the Caribbean and would go into the seasonings would be a sort of Caribbean hybrid shepherd's pie. Moving on then to something completely different with no quizzes so you can relax a bit more, Noreen. Um, it's China's first um, advanced sommelier, sorry, female advanced sommelier has just sort of achieved that status. Um, sommeliers, so the 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 expert on wine. They're not only someone that you might find in a top-class restaurant who will advise on wine and will construct that wine list and the wine cellar for the restaurant. They'll advise on the pairing of wine for, you know, what goes best with what dish. Um, but they are also, they also, someone who gets a sommelier qualification, let alone an advanced sommelier one, which takes many more years, um, is usually working a lot with consulting uh, with people who are either private collectors of wine, which can increase in value, you know, advising on what to get, which vintages are best, you know, from which places each year and so on, uh, or to advise restaurants, clubs, hotels, airlines, you name it, anywhere where wine is served um, uh, on the best bets for them. Not always at the highest level either. Um, there are some top sommeliers and masters of wine who advise what should be, uh, you know, what should be poured in economy class as well. You know, it's all about what's going to stand up to conditions or food wherever they are. One of the most fascinating things, I won't deviate too much uh, from what I wanted to tell you about, about uh, China's first new advanced sommelier, whose name, by the way, is Li Meiyu. Um, it's, uh, it is, it is airline that some, some sommeliers and masters of wines, they have to go up and drink the wine in altitude to taste it. So they have to go up in a plane to do a tasting to see how, how it tastes different. It. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, because it really does make a big difference to how it would be down, um, you know, several thousand uh, feet or would convert to meters yeah, or whatever I know, that but is. then who's going to, I mean, okay, fair enough. But then who, I mean, you have to, you have to try the wine where regular people drink it. I mean, who's, who's going to be up in the mountains mm. drinking wine? You, you, you're normally having wine either at home or out, oh. I don't know. Oh, no, no. So, so if, they're, if they're consulting for an airline, then they have to, oh, they have to get up in a plane um, to see what's because those wines know are... what it tastes like on, on the ground. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. so, that, so that those on the plane will get the kind of best. So they choose usually things that might on the ground taste more punchy flavour-wise, but that some of that gets lost at altitude apparently oh, on the uh, taste that's buds. So, cool. so that's just an interesting I, thing. I wonder if they um, have wines specially designed for higher altitudes. That would be a I don't know if they have them specially designed, but there are certainly some some of the stronger flavoured wines you're more likely to find. You won't find a kind of really delicate um, Sauvignon Blanc um, served on a, on a plane because you'll, you'll hardly taste it, uh, especially if it's with a, with a meal. It'll be a fuller-bodied wine, like a Chardonnay or some other, other wines, but if it's a white wine, uh, same, same for red, I believe, having interviewed some of these people before. Um, but, so, 
Lee May Yu um, had no intention of becoming even anything in the wine world until she went on a trip when she was studying at a university in Paris in 2008 uh, to Burgundy just to find out more about French culture. And, um, uh, and wine, of course, <laughs> is a big part of French culture, traditionally. Not everyone drinks it, but, but it's got its, you know, I mean, everyone thinks to, about France when they think about top wines generally. It, it, it's, it's got hundreds and hundreds of years of that. So um, one uh, weekend, she found herself uh, at a tasting of wine in Burgundy at one of the most uh, famous wineries, which is called Chateau de Meursault. Mus- and um, she was tasting some of the best known wine. This wasn't deliberate. She just managed to kind of go around there and ended up having a tasting there. And from there, hearing about it, the way the winemakers spoke, um, she got intrigued by everything about the grape varieties. In, in Burgundy, it's mostly Pinot Noir for red and Chardonnay for white. Um, but she just got amazed at the way that they reflect the... The, one of our favourite words when we talk about wine, Noreen, terroir. Terroir. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the earth or the... Yeah, the, uh, the earth and everything around it. Around, what, yes. kind of, uh, what kind of water, what kind of humidity affects the grapes the or conditions. dry air. Right. Everything around it. Microclimate is another good word oh, yeah, for terroir. Right. Yeah, um, uh, but it's But it's more than that, because when you hear microclimate, you don't think about the earth and the soil as well. So terroir includes a bit more. Um, but it's, uh, it, it, was, it was from that that she decided to study wine. She moved to Bordeaux and did a, uh, the, she began the first rungs on the ladder of becoming a sommelier um, in, in, in Bordeaux. So really in the top places, yeah? I mean, it, it, anyone who, who isn't a wine geek has probably, might, if they've got a vague passing interest in wine, have heard of Burgundy and Bordeaux. So she went to the best places to really get that foundation. And then after that, she went and worked in a top um, uh, awarded uh, for its for its quality of wines that it has restaurant in Paris, and and then it just went went on and on. She won awards after working in that uh, having having the kind of lower sommelier award, um, certification, but but working in that restaurant. She then went in for some wine challenges or competitions in China, and. She won the best sommelier of French wines in China and China's best sommelier competition in 2011. This is just three years after having that eureka moment when she was to get out this tasting in Burgundy. It's, um, it's, so it's, it's fascinating that she is now um, after... There were a few other steps on the way. She, she then joined the Park Hyatt uh, in Beijing, top hotel, um, for the, including for wine. Um, and then she decided to challenge herself further and she wanted to, uh, to, to increase her level of certification. She went to London uh, where she passed the Court of Master sommelier exam that's a bit of a title isn't it the court of master sommelier exam in 2014 um so <clears throat> excuse me i've still got this still got this lurgy oh, there's no, no way i could avoid that while uh, while, me. While, me while, while talking oh okay well, join, the, join the club yeah wow okay so there's a lot of this stuff going around isn't there um but we try our best don't we noreen we sure through. do yes um yeah, so so she. Um, I won't continue listing all the places that she's, she's worked in, but she has worked in uh, 
um, a three Michelin star restaurant in Beijing, which is one of very few in in China. Um, so last week in a Singapore wine tasting dinner, she gave a talk where a lot of the world's media, well, particularly Asia's media, um, did, gave some interviews uh, about her opinions on the level of wine producing in China, which is quite interesting. Um, so she she finds now that the makers of wine in China, um, a lot of them began, certainly the quality wines, of having collaborators. They would use uh, people to fast track their production. They would use uh, winemakers. I think I had a feature in Tuesday in your program, Noreen, a few months ago, of a New Zealand winemaker for one up in the um, oh, yeah. Shandong region. Yes, so a top New Zealand winemaker. Others, they use French winemakers, you know, just to get things going. Um, and then, they, uh, then they're, they're kind of given the, the, the structure to carry on. And from that, because frankly, this has been going on now for 10 or 15 years that there were joint ventures or, or at least consultants coming from other places to get a winery started and to, um, to go. Some of the big wine groups themselves almost led the, um, the winemaking going on recce's to China 20 plus years ago to find out where some of the best terroirs or wine-growing to, uh, sort of territories were. And it turned out that some were in the, uh, in the northwest, in Ningxia province, some were in um, uh, Yunnan. And so LVMH, um, the luxury brand company, you know, they started their own wine there. Um, Shandong from, from, uh, from MHD, Moe Hennessy uh, Diageo, they, they, they launched a sort of subsidiary sparkling champagne style, but can't be called champagne, of course. Um, they, also, they also have a production in Australia. They do these around the world, Moet and Chandon, doing a sparkling version of the original French champagne at a much sort of um, lower price point because it can't be called champagne as such. I'm doing a lot of deviating today. Sorry about that. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I've seen the time and I'm probably not going to be able to, I certainly won't be able to get to the third um, item of today. So I think, are we going to have to wrap up right now, Noreen? Pretty or... much. You've got 30 seconds. Okay. So she says that China is now part of the global stage and looking at ways to be more sustainable in the vineyard, use less pesticides and look at the way they're doing packaging. So I'll finish on an eco-conscious environmentally approach that's happening in China, which is also happening around the world. One of the trends, she says. Beautiful. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your time and, and, and your sharing. I look forward to the third item next time. It's really made me think now about uh, drinking wine. Not that I drink a lot of wine and not that I really drink um, on the airplane, but next time I do, I will be sure to ask for a glass of wine and, uh, mm. and, and then maybe even pour a little bit in a bottle and bring it back down to ground level and try it to see if it really tastes different. Yeah, an experiment. <laughs> yeah, and see what it is on the label. Exactly. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. Until next week. Bye for now. Thanks. Bye, Noreen.